You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 331. In this episode, I talk about how to budget for a life event of any size. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. I've been doing live events in my business since 2016. I've done one-day to multi-day events, and I want to share with you all the things that you need to think of and budget for live events of any size. Currently, I'm finalizing the budget for my first conference, the Self-Made Summit 2020, and I'll be sharing with you every step of the way. This conference is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to experience Iceland and join other women who want to stop playing small and want to start playing big. You can get on the waitlist right now by hopping over to the show notes at sigrun.com forward slash 331. By being on the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when we open up registration with special first come first served offers. I remember it like yesterday when I decided to do my first life event. I had just spoken at Lisa Larter's Money Mindset Marketing one-day conference in Ottawa, Canada. And the day afterwards, Lisa, May, and Melanie Todoro, another speaker, sat down to mastermind for a day. I told them that I wanted to do a five-day mastermind retreat in Iceland, but I was scared. I was scared of making the commitment of planning everything and booking a venue and a driver and a car and maybe nobody would buy. They suggested that I start with a one-day event before I did a five-day retreat. That way, I would be able to build up the confidence to do a bigger event. That made a lot of sense to me. So I decided to host a one-day mastermind day at my home in Zurich, Switzerland. This was in October 2015 when I decided this, and I announced the Mastermind Day a few days later. The event did not sell out overnight, but I managed to sell six out of the eight plant spots. And the day was absolutely magical. It even included a makeover and a photo shoot for every person. Overall, the Mastermind Day was a success, and right afterwards, I could feel how I was now ready to plan Mastermind Retreat Iceland. I have a whole episode just on how I planned the retreat and sold it out, so I'm not going to dive into that here. The key was that I started with a one-day event before I had the courage and confidence to do a multi-day event. And one of the key things that I learned from those first two events in 2016 was budgeting. It is actually one of the first things I suggest you do when you think of doing an event. Of course, there are a few other key elements, but budgeting is crucial. Before you get to budgeting, you decide on a few key elements. Who is the ideal client for the event? What's the outcome of the event? Why should your ideal client attend the event? 
These are basic questions to ask when you create any type of service or product. There has to be an ideal client, there needs to be an outcome, and there needs to be a burning need to purchase your service or your product. To simplify it even further, you need ideal client, an offer that your ideal client is asking for, even if they don't know it, and the marketing message that makes them want to sign up for the offer. With these things in place, your next step is budgeting. When I did my first life event, I had earned all my money online. I was already making six figures and was well on my way to multiple six figures. I actually never planned to do anything offline, but in my second year of business, I felt how much I craved meeting other people like myself to talk about online business and how we can change the world together. Sitting on my desk and Zooming with everyone wasn't enough for me. I wanted to meet people. The first event I went to was one day money bootcamp workshop in London. The workshop was great, but what was my biggest takeaway was to do more of this, to meet people more often, people like myself. And since then, I've attended dozens of workshops, retreats, and conferences every year in my business. And I've been watching how people do a life event, what's included and what's not included, where there are volunteers and where there's paid help. Without knowing that I would ever do a conference, I've basically been keeping my eyes and ears open. And then I started to envision my own conference. I wasn't seeing a conference where women like myself. I've been to all types of conferences and they've been great, but not the conference that I think women want and need. So I started to think about creating my own. The idea felt crazy. I was immediately worried about the budget. Would I be able to afford this? Would I be able to sell enough tickets? At the same time, I knew exactly where I wanted to host my event, Harpa, the conference hall at the Harper in Reykjavik. If you haven't seen a picture of it yet, then you just imagine the Sydney Opera House and then a more modern version with a 3D glass facade. It's an amazing building that has won multiple awards, both for its design and also for its acoustic. Hosting my first conference in an iconic building in the city center of Reykjavik sounded like a crazy idea, but I love crazy ideas. But of course, the fear of high cost came immediately up. Luckily, Harpa has a price list on their website, and I could just look up the cost of renting out the space. And I was positively surprised. Of course, it's a massive investment, but I wasn't shocked. I think what helped me was that I've been in business for over five years now, and I'm getting more used to higher prices when I invest in myself. When you do your first life event, you want to do everything to keep costs low. That's why I did my first life event at my home. I wanted to save on the room costs. In my mind, I wasn't ready to rent a room somewhere. I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it, and I did. So my room costs for my first life event were zero. My room costs for my upcoming conference are around 30,000. Just bare room costs with nothing included. The next thing you want to think about is food and beverage. At my first life event, I asked my housekeeper to cook a simple lunch for us. And I also asked her to be around for the whole day to serve water, coffee and juice to my guests, plus a cocktail at the end of the day. So my cost was to pay my housekeeper and then purchasing cost of food and beverage. Total cost was only around $500. When I host my Sigrun Life conference once a year for my Samba students and Mastermind members, 
we don't pay directly for room costs, but we pay a day rate per attendee. It's more likely that a hotel makes you an offer where you pay nothing for the room, but only for drinks and food. We paid last time about $99 per attendee for buffet lunch and two coffee breaks, and that is considered a reasonable price in Switzerland. If you do a cocktail, then that's an additional charge, and in my case, it was less than $55 per attendee. So just the cost of room charge and food and drinks was $154 per person per day. For my upcoming carcinogens, we're talking about totally different dimensions, and Iceland is not less expensive than Switzerland, probably even more expensive, at least in some cases. The room charge is less than that I would pay for similar venue in Switzerland, but the beverage package is much more expensive. Without lunch and just water and coffee, we're talking about at least $100 per person. Most conferences I go to do not include lunch unless the ticket price is well above $1,000. And that's why I will offer two ticket prices, a regular ticket without lunch and a VIP ticket that includes lunch. After budgeting for room charges, food and beverages, you need to think about the cost of selling your tickets. Selling a few tickets like I did for my first live event did not cost me much more than my time. I did not run any Facebook ads. The same goes for my annual live event for my Samba students and Mastermind members. There is no direct cost for to advertise the event, only a few emails and a few Facebook posts. The conference coming up next year in Iceland is very different. And therefore, I'm budgeting $100,000 in Facebook ad cost and another $20,000 in Google ads, which will be the first time I'm using Google ads in my business. Maybe you have costs like copywriting and graphics design for your event page. In my case, I do the copywriting myself and my team takes care of graphic design and page setup. For a bigger event, you may want to consider getting outside help for both. As I've been speaking to event agents in Iceland, most of them want to sell me a ticketing solution. Until now, I've always sold tickets to my live events in the same way as I sell my online courses. And in the beginning, I wanted to use the same method to sell my conference tickets, but I've realized that having a special ticketing system is very helpful. I've been trying out Eventbrite for workshops that we're doing for our clients in October, and I absolutely love it. I've been using Eventbrite before for some smaller events, even before I started my own business, but now I've come back to it and used it in a way that I'm thinking of using it for a next year's conference. And it's been very helpful to see what's included and what's not included. And yes, you pay a fee, but there's so much that you get in return. And once people have a ticket, you also need to verify the ticket when they show up to your event. For events less than 100 people, it's enough to have one person to verify their ticket and give them a name badge. This is called registration. For my events, uh, where I have had about 200 to 300 people, my team or two to three members of my family have been able to take care of registration. For my upcoming conference of over 1,000 attendees, I will need some extra staff. Typically, these are local volunteers that also help during coffee and lunch breaks. When you plan a live event, you may want to have external speakers. At my first live events, my speakers were my mastermind members, so that was simple to organize. At my last Sigrun Live, which is my live event for my Samba students and mastermind members, I had two external speakers. They were both friends, and it was uncomplicated to just ask them to speak for free and give them exposure to my community which I know by following up with both of them have benefited them financially as well. 
Now, planning a conference with over 1,000 attendees, I also have speakers that I know personally. But this time I have to create and have them sign a contract because there is so much at stake. When you know someone personally, you may not need to pay a speaker fee. But if you're asking someone who you do not know to come to speak at your event, it's highly likely that you have to pay a speaker fee. And you may also need to have to pay for travel and accommodation. Depending on how known the speaker is, this can blow up your budget. Uh, So be careful what you commit to, especially if this is your first big life event. I've decided that instead of a speaker fee, travel and accommodation, I'm going to invite my speakers on a special Iceland speaker experience the day after the conference. This will be an exclusive trip involving super jeeps, snowmobiles on glacier and other fun things that we can do in a 12-hour private tour. This is, of course, an extra cost for the conference budget, but my goal is not just to have someone come and speak at my stage, but also spend time with my speakers and have them get to know each other. Plus, the big draw for my speakers will be to come to Iceland and enjoy 24 hours of daylight with a local person like myself. You might also have other speaker costs like special speaker gifts, which is the most common way to thank your speakers, whether they speak for free or not. A gift is just a nice way to say thank you. In some cases, you will also have a speaker dinner and a lunch that you need to budget for. Plus, maybe they may bring a guest and even a special speaker room where the speakers can rest without being disturbed by attendees. Professional venues will have AV. AV means audio video. This means that there is a projector available and technology to mic you up so that your attendees can hear you. It doesn't mean that this is included in your room charge. You often have to pay this separately. And if you need a technician on site to help you with the sound of the projector, you need to pay a day rate for this person. AV can be costly, but without it, you're screwed. Your attendees absolutely need to hear you and see you. And that's what AV is for. If you're not holding your event where AV is available, you have to think about whether you can do it without a microphone or not. My first two Sigrun Life events were held in a startup event space that could hold 90 people. They had a projector in the room, but no microphone. It was okay because the room wasn't deep, but a microphone would have been better. And I would not recommend you do an event without a microphone unless it is really small event space. Last year, we moved our venue to a conference hotel. And there we have everything we need for audio and video. And AV does not mean that there's a videographer and a photographer. That is another budget item. Since my very first life event, just six people at my home, I've always hired a photographer. I also have a photographer now come to all my mastermind retreats with my VIP clients. As before, I only had a photographer come to one of our retreats. At my first Sigrun Life event with 90 people, I decided to have a videographer too. Having pictures and videos from your life events is totally worth the investment. In many cases, you can use what's created for years to come. For my conference in Iceland, I need at least two photographers and also a team of two to three videographers. The more attendees you have, the more photographers and videographers you need, especially if you want to capture some testimonials on the site as well, which I highly recommend you do. Also, don't forget hair and makeup. I remember as we were planning my first event with 90 attendees that I almost forgot to think about that because I'm generally don't do much hair and makeup myself. If you have a small event, you may not be thinking about this, but on pictures and videos, it will show. For a big event, it almost becomes a necessity. 
Even if you're all about no makeup, a good makeup artist can make you look even better in front of your audience and on camera. If you have speakers, then offer to arrange for hair and makeup for them too, even if you're not paying for it. I briefly mentioned name badges for your attendees. For a small event of six people, I didn't need any, but for 90 people, we had stickers and fresh stickers for every day. For a conference, I need the name badges that people can have hanging around their necks that are more solid and can last for days. I may even consider wristbands. These things don't cost much, but they add up to a few dollars per attendee. Then you might want to have something to give away, like a notebook, or have a flyer with some information. And that is also a cost per attendee that can be high if not planned for in advance. For our first Secret Life, I wanted to have branded notebooks. We got the idea too late, or I think we actually had issues with the delivery. So that our branded notebooks did not arrive on time. My husband called around Switzerland to get red notebooks instead, and we were able to get all of the red notebooks one company had. This blew our budget out of the water because the last-minute notebooks were six times more expensive than the ones we had ordered. There was definitely a lesson learned. As your event gets bigger, you may want to hire a professional event agency to manage it or at least consult you. So far, we've done all my life events with my in-house team and not needed an event agency. This is very different for my upcoming conference in Iceland. I've consulted already with a big event agency in USA, and now I'm in the final phase of picking a local event agency. That's been trickier than I thought. They are more geared to sell to big corporations and don't realize that our budget might be tighter than a big company's budget. They want to do everything for you, but also have a very interesting way of presenting their offers. Some include almost everything that I've mentioned before in this episode, and they just take a cut everywhere. So you think that their service is not so expensive. But when you ask for an itemized offer, then the world looks very different. It's been a frustrating process, to put it mildly, but we'll be making up our minds this week and start to move forward with an agency that's been most accommodating to our needs. So far, I've talked about big ticket items and some mid-range items, but there are many other smaller things that can come a big cost in your budget if you don't think about them. Think about office supplies, graphic design, printing costs, your own travel and accommodation, and your team's cost. How profitable your event will be is essentially a strategic decision. My first life event was just break even, which means my income equaled my costs. That's very normal for a first life event. You might even have a loss. But if this is something that you're planning to do again, then you're basically investing in a product development. So making one-time loss or break even is totally okay. Next time, you're going to make up for it. If I look at Sigrun Life, which is a free event for my Sombas and Mastermind members, as a standalone event, then it's a loss, as there is no income. But I'm not doing the event to make money from the event alone. I'm doing it to build an amazing international community in Europe. When you do a free event, it makes sense to do an offer there. And that's what I do as well. We always have a special offer for next year's mastermind at our live event. But even without that upsell, I would do it to build the community. When it comes to the conference in Iceland next year, then I need to look at the number of tickets and make sure we break even at 50%. This is a number that I've decided is right for me. The Selfmade Summit in June 2020 is not a sales event. It is a conference, so stand alone, it needs to make financial sense. Of course, I will tell people how they can work with me, but that's not the goal of the conference. The goal of the conference is to accelerate gender equality through female entrepreneurship. It is 
to make an impact. How profitable an event needs to be is up to you. It is a strategic positioning event. Is it a community event? Is it a standalone event or a part of a program? If I had to give you a number, I think break-even is a great place to start for a first event and get it up to a 50% profit, whereas profit is not the profit of the company in this sense, but 50% profit of the event alone. When you're budgeting a live event, you're essentially planning your event and making a lot of decisions of what you're doing and of what you're not doing. My advice is to start small and build up your confidence and courage for bigger events. I've gone from building up courage to doing a six-people event to building up the courage to do a 1,200-people event. If I can do it, you can do it. If you're tired of playing small and want to play big, then the Selfmade Summit is the conference that you need to attend. You can get on the waitlist right now by hopping over to the show notes at sikkim.com forward slash 331. By being on the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when we open up registrations with special first-come, first-served offers. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your Insta story or on Instagram post using my handle sigruncom and the hashtag Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,